So I'm really trusting that God will actually send men that would be of help in all ramifications in the name of Jesus. Alright, so let's go to the devotional. Like I've told you, um, this month we are focusing on the presence of Jesus. I keep on reading materials on that effect and the Lord keeps on giving me um, insight into the scriptures. Hallelujah. Okay, um, to this month in church we announced that we are going to be focusing on breakfast. Began to ask myself, we should break forth. How? As I, as I was raising that, those questions, you know, then it occurred to me that to break out simply means to move, to move forward, to progress. And then, if that is it, I don't just want to teach it. The Lord has given me powerful teachings with examples from the scriptures but i'm looking at how are we not just speak it but that i will experience it in my life and i trust god that as i will begin to teach on that line the lord will put his anointing upon me to activate something in my own life and the life of people will hear the message in the name of jesus so as I was asking the question, where to break out so? One, you can't, it's no, it's just like saying that um, you have a goal or a target. First, you must know what your target is, and the second yeah. thing that you have got to set a goal. So we can break out into new relationships. For instance, I was saying something like, well, we can say now we are setting a target of having at least 10 graduate couples amongst us. So we we'll pray it and look out for it. It's over for you, that's a breakout. Except my family, and uh, maybe the pastor Sonny's family. Is there another family in that church that is um, enlightened? Oh, so imagine we have 10 more families, okay? You know, that is it's a breakfast. And then, you know, if the caption says breakfast, it means that there is an entrance before time that has mitigated your ability to penetrate a dimension. It meant it's a breaking out into something. The point I wanted to pick, the, the point I wanted to pick is that Every brick fault is a brick fault into something. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That is, if I were to be drilling something, let's say I'm drilling this plate here. So, after drilling, I come to an edge where there is a kind of very strong bar. So when I'm pressing and exerting energy, I am actually breaking trying to break through. So when I break through this thing, okay, look, now the hindrance here, so before any break forth, this is a break forth. I go beyond the bar to the next phase. This is a break forth. Now, before, there's a need for a breakthrough. So breaking forth is breaking through into something. 
do you get that man? so and that thing like i've mentioned is an hindrance which you must trust god to take away and the power of the holy spirit will take that away in the name of jesus everything that i've been holding us back in our finances in our relationships in attempting great works for god the power of the lord will remove it in the name of jesus christ so three things is our focus this month we are breaking forth into something and we are breaking through everything that has been a barricade on our ways in the name of jesus christ and then what we are breaking through into is the dimension of god i call the presence of god i don't know that you've been following my teachings on the truth about eden and the garden in eden now there are two things we used to think that god god placed adam in eden no he placed him in a garden in the um, geographical location that is called Eden. And then the scripture told us that Eden is the eastern part of, I mean, the garden is the eastern part of Eden. So it meant that Eden is on the northern part. And it's always something on the northern part, it's on the, it's on the upper side. I, I will show you that teaching, you know, and explain it to you. But the summary is that I found that, that Eden is the place of God's throne. I'm not saying that uh, trying to justify what happened. The Bible told us that. Okay, look at what happened. Let me just quickly do this. Maybe if that's all we do today, we do our Bible reading. Fine and good. Now, look, look at what the scripture told us. Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. And God planted a garden in the east. Uh, the next blows from that garden and flows into Eden. Hmm? Flows from the garden Eden into the. Then it's broke into four different heads. Then, as you read on that chapter, the scripture says, "And God placed the man whom He had made into Eden." Now you begin to see that there is no emphasis on the Eden, where the water flows from. There's no emphasis on how come the Eden. The emphasis was just the garden in Eden. Did you observe that? Okay. The another thing was that we saw that God sent Adam out of the Garden of Eden, and Eden also, I'm sorry, Adam also went eastward. No, never you forget. This is it. East is always towards the down part in the four coordinate points, right? So Eden, the Garden then was the eastern part of Eden itself. So it was the bottom part. When God sent him out of the garden, it was an eastern part again. So you see that the fall of man was a fall downwards. Why where God lives and where he gets not was not what. It's, it's a simple analysis by by um, by the map. Now that's one thing. Now why now check um check Revelation chapter twenty two. Apostle John said they showed me. Um, a pure river of life and then the river of life flowed from the throne of God and of the Lamb. I said the water flowed into a street and in the midst of that street is the tree of life. Go back to Genesis. Water flowed from Eden down to the garden and in the middle of that garden was what again? The tree of life. Do you think it was a coincidence? The same picture. 
the same people. Water from the throne flowed into the street, and there were trees. And the trees was even for the healing of the nation. And the Bible called that to water. Which kind of water flowed into it? We didn't, we didn't, we didn't know. But in nation, we read that, and the water of life flowed. How can there be a tree of life in the garden? And what is watering the garden is a water from Eden. Without that, the water flowing to Eden will not be the tree of life. It will not be water of life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, nothing was said about Eden in Genesis. I never forget that all that Moses wrote about was a dream. For instance, to actually tell you that that garden was the throne of God or was the presence of God. Should I prove it for you? When Moses was to describe the infiltration of the serpent, of the devil, rather, he calls the devil what? Serpent. But in Revelation chapter 12, John told us that the serpent was who? Was the devil. Can you see the difference? For instance, Paul calls the fruit, I mean, the tree of good and evil, what? Sin. That by sin, woman. So what Moses called the tree sin. Not only that. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. All have sinned. And all sort of the what is that place Adam lost when he ate the tree? The garden of Eden. What did what did Paul call it? The glory of God. You you saw these indications. So the garden was the glory of God, which was the covering of God. And if you study the scripture very well, you see that anytime the glory of God appears, what appears is presence. Never you forget that time when there was there was no water for them to drink and they traveled through the wilderness and at the point they become so angry with Moses that they wanted to stone him. What happened? The, the glory of the Lord appeared, which was the presence of God. So all the scenario that Moses do not have accuracy to describe, Paul said, look, what happened in that garden? There is no tree of good and evil anywhere. What Moses called tree of good and evil is sin. Sin entered into the world. True woman disobedience. Sin. So the tree is sin. And I said that garden where he was living is the glory of God. Apostle John said that this garden is the throne of God where God lives. And the same the scripture we have in Genesis chapter 2. He said, from the garden flows water. And from the throne also flows water. The water flowing from the throne flows into a street. And the street has trees. And the tree brings forth their tree, their fruits in their season. And the leaf of the tree was for the healing of the nation. Do you now wonder why Adam cannot be sick? Because the trees in the garden were for healing. Do you understand that? So, those were my... Um, Finding out. Then I begin to look at the usage of the word Garden of Eden. Subsequently, in Ezekiel, in Jeremiah, in Isaiah, you see that anytime Eden is mentioned, it is always referred to as the Garden. He did not call it a farm of God. Now, I know you should know gardeners. What do gardeners do? They plant flowers. And, yes. And you know those kind of gardeners, they do not plant flowers in the forest. They plant it in their own shadow where they live. What does that tell you? That a gardener plants his flower where he washed it. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? So when he plants some flowers, he plants it close to the house. He plants it where he can wash it. So when the scriptures say God plants a garden, he meant that he placed Adam where 
where he will monitor him. I don't know whether you, you got those analogies and allegories of truth. The Lord we are post in Jesus' name. So that is going to be our focus for this month. Um, we are going to pray this month. I think that is... Okay, let's just speak his, his simple scriptures. Um, then we can we can press it. it will not be as though he only spoke within the references. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Are you there? Genesis chapter 2. Alright, Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, the question you've got to ask is, where did God take the man from? Where was the man when he was created? Then, we know he placed him in the garden of Eden, which we have explained to be the presence of God, the place where the eyes of God watch their night. Are you with me? But now, our emphasis this morning, where we are going to actually pray, is that God placed him in the garden to do two things. To dress it and to keep it. And what I need to say is that God is showing us a principle by which we can maintain healthy relationship with him. He's telling us that we have got to learn to keep his presence and to tend it. Now, what does it mean to tend something? Tend means to do what? To nurture. To nurture. So this presence is there for us. We are right in the presence. We are not struggling. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter, chapter 9 that Jesus Christ appeared before God for us. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3 makes, makes us realize that through faith in this name, we have access to the Father. So the fact that we have entered the presence is an undeniable truth. But then the scripture says God placed us in his presence to do what? To keep it and to nurture it. Now to keep it means to ensure you do everything possible to keep being in God's presence. And that does not mean church. That is talking about maintaining a daily personal work with God. Do you get that clearly? And secondly, that suggests that we have God to tend it. That is, you know, when you tend something, means you nurture it, means you cherish it, means you you develop affection for it, means you explore the world around you. The Lord will help you in Jesus' name. I said, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So we are going to pray that Father helps us one to be conscious of Your presence more than ever before, to help us to learn how to keep it, to perpetually to perpetually live under the glory of heaven. And number three, help us to tend it and help us to bring on other people into this experience. Four prayer points in one. Can we pray in the name of Jesus Christ? First, we thank you because we found your presence in Christ. But help us to be conscious of the presence we entered into. Help us to learn to culture it, to tend it, to grow it in the name of Jesus. And help us to bring others into this reality we call your presence. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, thank you for grace and power, for the truth of your word, 
and for what you are showing us now. That we have come into your presence, we have entered to the presence by faith in Christ Jesus. Lord, we pray that you help us to develop a reverence and a consciousness for that presence in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That you help us to learn to keep it, to learn to remain there, to learn to activate it, to learn to culture it and develop affection for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Nothing will take us out of this presence. Not the momentary things of this world in which we live in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Help us to grow our love for you, our affection for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you because today we have Eden and we live there. In Jesus' mighty name we've given thanks. Hallelujah. All right.